0: Welcome to The Divorced Woman's Guide, the podcast that empowers you to embrace your divorce as a catalyst for awakening and transformation. Are you ready to embark on a remarkable journey of self discovery and growth? Well join me as we navigate the path towards embodying your true self after divorce. It's time to let go of your past, reclaim your power, and step into a life that is brimming with purpose, authenticity, and unwavering faith. Get ready to rise above the challenges, embrace the opportunities, and awaken the extraordinary potential that lies within you. I'm your host, Wendy Sterling, and together we're going to uncover the profound gift and beauty As well as the infinite possibilities that come with embracing your divorce as an awakening. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Divorced Woman's Guide podcast. How are you doing today? I am Wendy Sterling, your host and your divorced woman's guide to what I am calling choosing you. And today's episode is actually going to speak to a recent experience that I had, as many of you know, who follow me on Instagram and Facebook. I was in Hawaii, specifically Maui, on my annual family vacation the week of August 7th, which happens to be my birthday. And yes, we were in Maui when the devastating fires broke out in Lahaina. And I have a very personal story that I wanted to share with you guys today because it was an experience that further awakened my soul and my spirit and interestingly brought my kids and my partner and his son closer together. Um, it could have been an experience that tore us apart and it didn't. It had the opposite effect. So I want to share with you guys what had happened and sort of what uh, what it was that I went through um, when I was there. So My family and I, uh, as I said, it was my birthday, and the night of my birthday, we were in Lahaina having dinner at Lahaina Fish Company, and I actually have some pictures um, off of the, just the the railing there, because our seat was right on the water overlooking the ocean, and we had the beautiful dinner and such a wonderful time, and walked around Lahaina afterwards, and... Um, enjoyed the beautiful scenery and walked through all of the amazing uh, businesses that are there. And then went back to our hotel in Kanapali and went to bed and woke up to uh, the power being out. And my partner, Jeff, and I decided that we should just use the day to go somewhere else on the island where there was power and to kind of make it an adventure with um, our three boys. And so that is what we did. And little did we know when we left that Tuesday morning on August 8th, uh, which was also the Lion's (laughs) Gate manifesting day, um, that we were not going to go back to our resort for the rest of our vacation. And so when we left that morning, um, we went to the other side of the island and we went into Paia, which is one of my favorite little towns. And while we were there, um, you know, we were trying to kind of figure out like when we were going to drive back. And, you know, I in the meantime, I had gotten a text message from our hotel letting us know that the winds were getting worse. They were probably going to pick up at around three o'clock. So our goal was to get back into Kanapali before then. So we were driving back um, on the road. It's about a 40 minute drive from where we were to get back to our resort in Kanapali. And on our way back, we were coming through Lahaina and we saw that uh, there were power lines starting to be down. And we noticed that there was a fire burning up at the top of the hill. And we heard the sirens and, you know, you just assume that people are on it and going to put out the fire. So we're driving down and trying to get down to the main street, which is you know very close to Front Street, which as many of you know, burned down. Um, and so we were trying to get down there, but the power lines were down. And so we were trying to weave our way through Lahaina to try to get back to our resort, but there's not a lot of roads that get you through there. And so what we ended up having to do was we had to wind our way back through the neighborhood of Lahaina and what's being called Lahaina Luna, and while we were weaving our way back through all of a sudden we noticed that the smoke was getting bigger it was getting darker which meant that more buildings were burning and so we were trying to navigate our way through as quickly as possible because at the same time locals were kind of running around standing outside wondering what was going on no sirens no warnings no text messages nothing was coming through and I had a gut instinct that we just needed to get the heck out of there, that things were not looking good. And so we wove our way back up and through the town of Lahaina, got ourselves back to like this main bypass road. And literally while we were driving on this road, we drove through such thick smoke that All of a sudden, we saw the embers transfer and fly to the other side of the freeway, which are the flames that wound up moving themselves back down um, and burned all the way down to the ocean. And we were just all in complete and utter disbelief. And I remember that I just kept praying that, you know, that everybody would be safe and that, you know, it was going to be okay and that the firefighters were going to come. And Um, Meanwhile, we decided to drive uh, back towards the airport, which is in Kahului, and to kind of wait it out there and see what was going on. Needless to say, um, we had no idea how quickly the fire was burning and just what was going to happen within hours of that point. And so after going into Kahului, we parked ourselves at, interestingly, there's a coffee bean there and a market. And so we just got the kids some snacks and some drinks, and we were just kind of waiting it out to see when we assumed we were going to get to go back and um, decided to drive and check out the road again. And it was backed up. So we turned around and decided to just go grab dinner and that we would try again later. Well, needless to say that that night, we ended up sleeping in our car on the side of the road, and we were on a road where we could even see the fires on um, Haleakala, which is the town of Kula. We could see that whole side of the mountain engulfed in flames, and we didn't really know what to do, so we figured, you know, we're on the road, there's hundreds of cars around us, everybody's parked, we're just going to sleep in our car tonight, which is what we did. And I was so activated in the car. I actually barely slept an hour. I was, you know, mama bear. I was on heightened alert. I wanted to make sure my boys were okay. I was constantly checking on my phone. Um, You know, the one blessing of being in our car is that we had power and we were able to charge our phones. Um, We were smart and got gas. So we wouldn't be in shortage of that. If God forbid, you know, we needed to spend more time in the car or drive somewhere else. And so, um, you know, I just remember that night that I was just continuously just praying and just, you know, wanting us to be safe. And it was one of those moments where I really felt like, um, like I had a role in grounding, um, those of us that were safe and secure, um, and really grounding in, you know, what is important in life, right? What is important is your health and your safety. I understand losing your home and losing so many different things is devastating. And at the end of the day, you know, Mm -hmm. we had no idea there was gonna be so much loss of life, um, you know, so many people still unaccounted for. And at the end of the day, it really woke me up to what is important. You know, we had packed all this stuff Was still sitting in our hotel room, didn't have access to it. Um, You know, we ended up wearing the same clothes for almost three days straight. I was in that mode of trusting that the universe was going to tell us what it was that we were supposed to do each and every day. Um, I journaled, I was talking to the universe, to God, to spirit, to my angel, you know, my angels and my spirit guides, asking for support. Hey there. I am interrupting this episode for just a minute. And if you're somebody who has been listening to my podcast, you know that I am all about providing resources to help you wherever it is that you are in your process. And today is no different as parents, we often have gut feelings when something just isn't right. This can be especially true in co-parenting arrangements where one parent is struggling with addiction. If you're co-parenting with an ex-spouse who abuses alcohol, SoberLink can help. SoberLink's alcohol monitoring system is the most convenient, reliable, and reasonable way for a parent to provide evidence that they are not drinking during parenting time. The system's real time alerts, facial recognition, and tamper detection ensure the integrity of each test so that you can be confident your kids are with a sober parent. With SoberLink, judges rest assured that your child is safe, attorneys get court admissible evidence of sobriety, and your kids are able to maintain healthy relationships with both parents. To sign up and get $50 off your device, visit www.soberlink.com Wendy. Okay, let's get back to the episode. And every single day, other than that first night we spent in the car, like we were very, very fortunate and we able to find literally the last Air- Air- Airbnbs. One was in Wailea, one was in Kihei and being able to at least put ourselves somewhere safe and to make sure that everybody was okay. Um, You know, because of where we were, we could go to Target and we got some extra swimsuits. We got some, you know, toiletries to be able to bathe ourselves um, at these Airbnbs. And we were able to feed ourselves and go to the grocery store. And, you know, it just, it was, it could have been so much worse for us, you know, This type of experience could have torn my family apart. It could have torn Jeff and I apart. Um, You know, his son and my kids could have gotten into massive fights, but everybody was, honestly, they were feeding off of of us, right? Of me and Jeff, of of how it was that we were acting and we were very calm. And we were very much instilling in them that it was going to be okay, that we were safe and that we were healthy and we had electricity and we had gas and we had food and it was going to be okay. And, you know, thank God But there's all these other people that are suffering. And so, you know, again, practicing gratitude and listen, it wasn't like we were enjoying the rest of our quote unquote vacation at these Airbnbs. I mean, they're definitely every second of the day we were being reminded of what was happening on the other side of the island. And there was this moment where, you know, the kids started kind of panicking a little bit about like, oh my God, you know, my stuff, like my computer, I need it for school. And my son had brought his trumpet on our trip and he's like my trumpet. And, and I just looked at them and I said, you know what, guys, we will get our stuff back. It is going to be okay. I know by tomorrow we're going to get our stuff back. We will have it. It's going to be okay. Like we're going to be okay. And I just kept manifesting that we were going to get our stuff and everything was going to be okay. Lo and behold, I got a text message from our hotel. And this was not a mass message. This was me texting directly to somebody at the front desk. Because again, I had manifested that relationship unknowingly when we got there And I was told that they were opening up shuttle buses from the airport to go back into West Maui to get IDs so that people could fly home. And the person kind of did a little winky wink and was like, but if you left with your luggage, no one would know any different. So I immediately activated Jeff and I was like, we're going, like, let's go. And while they were only allowing one member per family, Jeff and I are not married legally and his family and my family were staying there and happened to be in the same room. So we both went and we also had so much stuff that there was no way that we were going to be able to um, one of us was going to be able to carry everything out. And, you know, we took the shuttle back. I took a ton of video. Um, I shared it on my Instagram. You can check it out at Divorce Rehab with Wendy. My reels are on there of like exactly what we drove through. And it was heartbreaking. Um, So heartbreaking. I have so many memories of um, spending time in Lahaina and interacting with the locals and it just, it is heartbreaking and it was so incredibly surreal to be a part of it and, you know, just really feeling so much great gratitude and, um, you know, uh, just, it really grounds you. It really makes you think about what is truly important and, you know, loss is hard Transitioning through loss is really hard. And going through and witnessing this type of a natural disaster has just been one other level of awakening that I honestly had no idea was going to happen while we were there. And um, thankfully, Jeff and I were able to pack up our stuff and to get out. Um, We got the last bus out of West Maui. They weren't allowing people in the next day. Um, Again, universe, angels, spirit guides, prayers all being answered and trusting that everything was going to be okay for us. And knowing that we were being divinely guided really supported us. And we were able to get our stuff out and um, get everything back to our kids. Um, You know, we had to leave them at the Airbnb and with cell phone lines down, we really didn't have a ton of communication with them while we were in West Maui at our resort packing stuff up. So we just kept saying, like, if we don't come back, it's because there's no more buses. And, you know, we'll touch base with you guys as soon as we get cell service and, you know, talking to them and making sure that they were going to be safe. And, you know, again, every moment in my heart, I knew and I trusted that we were being divinely guided and I knew that we were going to be okay I knew that our boys were going to be okay And we were and we were able to get all of our stuff out. We were able to go back to the Airbnb and the boys were. Hugely relieved that they got their stuff back. But more importantly, they were relieved that, you know, that me and Jeff were alive and well and that we made it out of there. And that as a family that we were okay. And what I'm hoping, um, you know, this is gonna be a series of podcasts that I'm gonna be actually talking about because this has been such an incredibly impactful experience in my life. Um, I'm gonna share a little bit more about some of the spiritual experiences that I also had over the course of those couple of days after the fires and really just how much it makes you think about what is important. You know, when we were packing for this trip, it was like this outfit, that outfit, these shoes, how many swimsuits am I bringing? How many cover ups? And it's like, who the hell cares? <laughs> you know, at the end of the day, like talk about perspective and talk about just waking yourself up to what's really important and who's looking, who cares. And, you know, I, I am so incredibly grateful that I have the tools in my toolkit to be able to see the positive. There was so much fear going on. Um, You know, those of you who reached out, thank you so much for caring so much as you did. And, you know, we, we didn't give in to the fear, and we stayed in the light. We stayed in the positivity. We stayed in possibility. I trusted in my relationship to the divine and to the universe that, you know, everything was going to work out the way that it was intended. And at the end of the day, we were healthy. We were fine. Our flights were on time. And, you know, I, I think that the way that I want to wrap this episode is really just, you know, inviting you guys to remember when there's so much chaos going on around that all it takes is a moment to just pause and just breathe and remember what it is that is truly most important in this life. Is it being angry? Is it getting revenge? Is it be buying into the chaos? Is it Joining, you know, the negativity. It's not. Let those people be and, you know, be that source of light, be that source of inspiration because other people are feeding off of you. They're watching you. And especially those close to you, like your kids, are especially sensitive to the energy and the vibrations that you are putting out in those moments. So let this be a reminder to each and every one of you guys. Um, I hope that you gained some wisdom from my story and got some perspective and some insight into what it was that we experienced. And like I said, I will be coming to you guys with more podcast episodes about this particular experience because it definitely was a massive awakening for me it has been I feel like I've been in the year of Wendy's awakening um and I'm going to share more details around that with you all. I am sending you guys so much love, light and joy as always. Don't forget to hit subscribe, leave me a five-star review please so that more people get to have access to the amazing wisdom that I share in my podcast and also with the guests that I bring on and follow me on social media at Uh, Divorce Rehab with Wendy. Follow me on Facebook. I'm on TikTok. I'm on Pinterest. I'm on LinkedIn. You name it. I'm there. Um, Hope you guys have a beautiful rest of your day. Sending you love, light, and joy as always. Bye, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Divorced Women's Guide podcast. If you like what you hear, please be sure to share this episode with someone you know or spread the word on social media. That is how I'm able to reach more divorcees around the world and provide them with the support that they need to create their next best life. And I would love to continue the conversation with you. So please friend me on Facebook, Join my private Facebook group, The Divorce Rehab with Wendy, and follow me on Instagram at Divorce Rehab with Wendy. I'll see you next time.